Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. Hello, everybody. I am Ross Morasso. Welcome to the show. My guest today, Mary Shirtliff, spiritual coach, motivational speaker, feng shui expert, hypnotherapist, and now author who has released a book over the past few weeks called Engaging My Magic Within, which you can find at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and most other places in digital and print where you can find your books. Mary, welcome to the show. Thank you, Ross. It's nice to be here. Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year. You know, we were talking briefly that New Year's in America means one thing, in other places it means something else, and we got on a quick conversation of the Chinese New Year that has a special significance for people in your line of work. Explain to me the Chinese New Year and how it's different. Okay, the Chinese New Year's is uh, based upon, it starts in the spring. Uh, this year it's January 22nd, mm -hmm. and it's based on the second moon of the month. And so um, that is when the new moon or the, uh, the Chinese New Year starts for 10 days, and then there's celebrations for 10 days, and then it ends on the Chinese Lantern Festival. And then there's also one called the Solar New Year, which starts February 4th. And on that day is when practitioners, Chinese um, astrologers, Eastern astrology, starts with your birth date. There's um, different things. There's a profile called Four Pillar Profile or Bazi. And it is a profile that uh, you're like our Western astrology. It's Eastern. It's based upon your date of birth, time of birth, uh, place of birth. And then you have four animals in your um your chart like we hear all the time year of like this year is the water rabbit and so there's actually four animals in your chart and these four animals all have an influence upon who you are or how your makeup is and that's why i say everybody born in a rabbit year will not have the same luck because of the different animals within their charts hmm. based upon their time of birth day of birth month of birth are they all equally interconnected or is one more dominant than the other? Um, actually, each there's 12 animals in the horoscope and each animal has a quality to it. Some are aggressive, some are mellow. If you think about a dragon, for instance, fire dragon, big dragon, breathing smoke. And then you have the rabbit, a water rabbit who's very intuitional. Mm. You put those two together so you can see what the aggression is between the two. But then you might have a a rabbit and a sheep and those two are pretty synergetic with each other both pretty mellow docile and so you look at the characteristics of each animal and that is the characteristic that possibly you can call upon as a spirit animal to work for you to your advantage during whatever year it is that you're in okay does that make sense it does it does so i was born uh, in the year of the tiger, if I'm to believe the placemats in any of the Chinese restaurants I've been over the years. So I have three others then, as we all do, uh -huh. to make four total. So if I am looking for assistance, cosmically mm -hmm. speaking, right. I don't necessarily have to call on the tiger, but I would be best off to try to call on one of the four. Right, right. Um, what month were you born? I'm going to see if I can do this August in my head. I don't 8th. have my... August. August. 8th. Okay. August is a sheep. 
Let me think a minute. Okay. The... Yeah, August is the sheep. And the 8th, I'm not sure of. Do you have a, a time of birth? Uh, yeah, I was born at about 4 in the morning. Okay, so that would be... 11 to 1 is rat. 1 to 3 is ox. Ooh. Um, so 3 to 5 is going to be tiger. I'd have to double check my, so my you're brain the here. Tiger at the time so you've of got the a tiger? double tiger in you. Yeah, that's so that makes you, that. number one, probably what you do, it makes you very aggressive, very out there in the spotlight. You prefer to work on your own. Um, you're usually the tiger is very, um, one of their downfalls are they, they're quick to react and act. They don't think about a lot of things. They just go for it instead of, for instance, the rabbit will set and mull it for months, years. A tiger will just go for it. They're the risk taker. Um, so you think about a tiger in a jungle, mm -hmm. that's what your, your kind of your aspects are. Well, I you're, know a lot of people of, close to the me. The tiger is considered the king of the land. <laughs> there, so. you, you are answering a, a lot of things for friends around me, that's for sure. I think you pretty much hit it <laughs> on the head. Although I've learned over the years, yeah, I try never to communicate when I'm in an emotionally agitated state, you know, and why not look before I leap every once in a while? And that's something I've had to train myself to do because you are right. It's not my natural state of being. Something sounds cool. Let's yeah. go for it. Well, you know, I've got tiger in my emotions and like you do. And so I really have to be careful my reaction to things because I do. I strike out first and then you end up having to backtrack. And um, you know what? I pulled up my little thing here real fast. You got a chart? I did. I just pulled it up on my phone. So let me just give you this. Because the, the, every year... It's a year, it's a time, it's the month and the date, right? Is that our four? Right. Okay. And you said August 8th, correct? August 8th, and yes. Do you need my let's actual see how year? Good my, let's, let's see how well. Oh, what was your year? 74. You're going to date me now. Oh, I am. Oh, hey, better you than me, let me tell you. And what was your time of birth? It's around four in the morning. Let's see how good my, oh, I was right on. Oh, my gosh, Ross. Um, you're double tiger. Okay. But you're snake in your day pillar that makes you really charming, just charming. You can worm your way around a lot of things, but you see situations from above and below. You're, the, I love the snake. I'm, what's funny is I'm actually snake here. I was born in 53. And the snake has the ability, they're very intuitive. So they're able to see like 360 degrees. They might be in a tree and see down or hiding in the grass and see up. Mm. And they're very intuitive. And um, the snake is a healer. They, they have a way with either words or um, physical, physical abilities, you know, um, mental abilities. They have a lot of well-rounded I love the snake because they are the, the one of the intuitional animals and where, and part of the reason probably I chose this field, but also part of the reason you're doing what you're doing 
because the podcast makes you have to be charismatic to do something like what you're doing. Mm. Otherwise, people are just going to turn you off. You've got to you've got to draw them in with something, whether it's your thoughts, your voice, your looks, whatever, your intuition. And so that snake in your chart also between the tiger and the snake makes you pretty um, unstoppable in a lot of areas. But you have that sheep in your month pillar okay. that makes you um, humble, makes you spiritual, brings you back to that space like the tiger's out here. Ah! But the sheep brings it back. And the snake also brings it back because the snake has that intuition and that empathy to what you just said. I have to stop and think and know when to pull it in. That's part of the snake and the sheep talking there. And it and you can have so much fun with this Chinese horoscope. You can believe it or not. It doesn't matter to me. But the aspects of the energy, like we talked about last week, is still going to hit you. I mean, if you live in this world, you're you're going to be hit by it. And this year is the water rabbit. Right. And so the ra- water rabbit this year is about being very um, diplomatic. The, the rabbit is very um, family-oriented, very... Um, protective, loved. There's a gentleness to this year, especially being water. People are going to be very, very intuitive. And we need to be mindful of that. We need to, we talked about this last week with Engaging My Magic Within about opening up those chakras and that intuition. And this year with the rabbit, we're all going to be opened up whether we want to or not. And um, this year is the endings of a nine cycle 2023. Hold on a minute. I got a question about the rabbit real quick. I'll ask you about the cycles. So we have our four animals, but then we also, Mm -hmm. in essence, have this fifth, which is the present, right, of the year. Uh Right. So how does, and I I do want to get back to these cycles. So when we're in a year of whatever, in this case, the rabbit, how does that commingle with our other spirit animals or characteristic animals that we have? Okay, this year... Let me find our animals here. Um, Every animal has a companion animal that goes with it. And so for your tiger animal, your tiger this year, you're destined for a fairly decent year. Your helpful animal is a rabbit. And we're in the year of the rabbit. uh So people of horse, dog, and tiger this year will have the back support a rabbit. And so um, that's going to be, let me look up one more element on your chart here. Um, Metal, metal, metal. Oh, my gosh, you're high metal. And then you have wood. Water controls fire. Metal controls wood. Okay, the water year isn't going to, actually, the water year this year, you have very little water in your chart. Okay. We need the five elements in our chart, which is, Earth, metal, wood, fire, and water. And you have very little water in your chart. So this year is going, you're, you're high metal, which kind of makes you think about metal. It's unbuilding. It's infle- un- unbending. It's inflexible. Water rusts wood or metal. So this year you will feel a little more go with the flow. Um, you won't feel quite as rigid this year on uh, whatever it is between um, – Ideas, 
Your emotions are a metal tiger. And that one can get you in trouble. Okay. The metal tiger shows that. The metal tiger usually shows that. Come hell or high water, I'm going to be right. And so, but you have that wood tiger on the end going, uh, dude, we need to think about this a little more. We need to think about different compartments of this. The water this year will really, water grows wood, water rests metal. So it's really going to help you stop, think, and see another focus of things. But then you've got that metal snake in there. And so that metal snake of intuition is already metal. Metal is a lot of mental stuff. So that snake is already in the mental mental cycle of who you are. You're actually, with some of this right here, you're actually kind of a man before your time. Like your ideas are out here in the future <laughs> and not in the now because you're, you're able to have that vision. You have that vision of what things can look like instead of what it is. Does that make sense? Does that describe you at all? It's uh, so spot on. It's a little creepy. Okay. Yeah. So. I was stalking you. <laughs> Not <laughs> no, really. You no, I, no, no, I know you didn't because a lot of these ideas are confidential. But it's uh, yeah, you, you hit it. You hit it spot on. And I have a feeling some people around me be like, "Hey, you, you need to listen to Mary." Okay, you hear what she's saying? <laughs> yeah. Wow. No, no, these charts are amazing, and they really nail down who you are, and based upon your animals this year, the snake this year is an incredibly lucky, lucky cycle. They have, let me pull my cheat sheet up here, the snake this year has three auspicious stars in its chart in the southeast. I don't know what that means. So in the southeast, I want you to put a vision board. Remember we talked about a vision board last week? I do. Um, A vision board or things of money, um, you know, or, or things that you want, health, relationship, anything, you've got three of those in your snake. So that's huge. In your tiger, you've got a heaven seal, which means God's at your back. He's got your back or Buddha, whoever you believe in. You've also got two, an, a big auspicious or no, a small auspicious there in within this Northeast sec- sector. So in the Northeast sector this year, you can also do in a, I would like to see you put a golden deity of some kind, whether it's a Buddha, Kuan Yin, Jesus, whatever you believe in. I don't care if it's Yoda. It, put a gold one. And, um, and then just call on that energy to inspire you, to bring you into alignment. And it's like I told you, every time we start the podcast, I tell you it's organic. I never know where it's going to go. I meditate before I get in there and I ask that we say whatever needs to be heard by you or the podcast or whoever. So So for those of you who did not catch us at the very beginning, I'm talking to Mary Shirtliff, which you can find her at MaryShirtliff.com. That's S-H-U-R-T-L-E-F-F. She is a spiritual coach, hypnotherapist, feng shui expert motivational speaker as well as author with a new book called Engage My Magic Within. And she's in the middle of giving me, which I did not ask for, but sadly I'm enjoying too much, a profound (laughs) (laughs) horoscope reading on where we're doing because of the Chinese New Year. So getting back to everybody else, dealing with this rabbit year, 
Okay, and if we don't know all the idiosyncrasies of all of our animals and how they're connected, how, how would we expect, or how, I should say, how would you expect the rabbit to be influencing our 2023? Okay, um, like I told you a minute ago, we're going to find that we're more intuitional. Okay. You have to listen to that. Family is going to mean more to us. Um, we're going to be more um, uh, engaged in family. You know, I think COVID was starting that trend to bring it around about, you know, with that isolation and stuff. Right. This year, we're going to see people really coming together as family. What I mean family, I don't necessarily even mean biological. I mean friends, whoever your family circle is. I think we're going to see more of a closeness at work, more of a closeness in partnerships, mm. because the rabbit is about community. It's not about the tiger last year is a oneness. The tiger is an individual hunter. The only reason he really groups up is to mate or just hang for a minute, but it's not what he needs to do to survive. Um, in your chart, ironically, you have the sheep, which is community. So you do like both worlds, but in your chart, I think you probably confuse your friends. By one time, you're very social, and the next time, you're like, yeah, not going. But you love it. Yeah, not in the mood. Mm. And it just kind of, um, we're going to see more of that camaraderie with, with the rabbit year. A little more kindness will be this year instead of that sharpness of the tiger from last year. And then... Um, uh, oh, I lost my thought. Come so back. More kindness this year, which I like to hear that, that maybe we've all which finally we dialed it down Compassion. a bit. Compassion. Compassion. Um, however, this year we might see more. Um, the rabbit is fearful, so we may not see risk-taking this year. It might not be a good year to, like, jump and take a lot of stock market risks. Um, although water is money. So if you do it, take it very calculated. Don't be afraid of it. Mm. Um, there are animals that are going to be exceptionally lucky this year, which I just told you, tiger is one. Snake is one. Dragon is one. The rooster needs to be careful of his health this year because he's, he's in a bad position right now. He needs to get water and uh, plants in the, in the West. And then in the east, we also want water and plants just to kind of absorb and buffer some of the energy coming in with that. Now, um, when you say water and plants, do you mean metaphorically speaking? Or are you saying like literally out in, literally, literally in New Jersey, plants, we want water and plants? trees, and water, like bottles of water, buckets of water, anything like that. Like to physically keep it in your house and around? Uh -huh. mm -hmm. Yes. Hmm. The, the main... Uh, Elements that I work with is water, which is physical water, wood, which is plants, and then I do like to see salt water. This year, salt water needs to go in that northwest. All right, so let me ask you now, like, so you, looking at the United States, but we have Earth. So if we're dividing up things into quadrants, what is our rectangle or square to start from? Is it the United States, or do we have to take the Earth as a whole? As, though it's like as a whole. It's put on a flat map. Okay. So the United States, so New York then would probably be in the northwestern quadrant? It would be... Um, of course, I guess I don't know... No, it'd be northeastern. Uh, 
If you put it in the center, you go directionally. So California will be west. Right. Um, and then northern, like Oregon and Washington would be northwest. And then, boy, Because if we're I looking at the world, why I'm asking, but let me ask you this. Are there astrological world maps laid flat that can assist us in this? You know what there are, and it's in my book. Let me see if I can find it here. Um, because I'm also thinking, like, if I'm looking at four quadrants, somewhere in there needs to be Europe and Asia and Africa. Oh, right? I see what you're saying about the Northwest. Yes, the United States in that map is in the Northwest. I see what you're right, saying. Looking at it from the whole map. of Earth. Right. Now, right. do we then further break it down? Yes, so I'm and that's the, what I was doing. So I'm the global yes. northwest quadrant, but then in my quadrant of Earth, we then further break it down again into four more quadrants? Right, right. I thought I had it in this book. Um, and can you continue to like keep breaking it down, keep breaking it down? Like for someone with you with the expertise, can you start to get things down to just like like a local energy area of where, where you on Earth to get like that micro... Yes, we have what we call the big bagua, and then we keep breaking it down into mini baguas. And even in your home, you can do that. You do your whole home, and then you can take a room and break it down. You can take your desk and break it down. And that's why if, say, you might have some bad energy in one part of your house, Hmm. you can activate a different part of your house with the good energy using that same thing. How do I know if there's bad energy in a part of my house? Um, you'll know. (laughs) Like, do I just sort of go in there and I don't want to be in there? Right. When you're in a room and it just doesn't feel good or you find nobody stays in it or, um, in, in the Bagua map this year, the, the energies this year are the Northeast has legal complications in it. And we should put the salt, a third of salt water in a vase. I use a flower vase. A third salt water, third blue detergent. Um, well, a third water, third salt, blue detergent. What, and I put like that, uh, blue detergent, like um, like Windex or something. Uh, like what? What's blue yeah? Tide Dawn. Okay. Dawn dish show blue Dawn dish. Yeah. And then the north uh, west this year also has negative energy, and that one I just tell people salt water or salt crystals, bowls of salt, something like that that absorbs it. And those two areas, oh, and then the east this year has some illness energy, which is family. Um, and in that one, I tell people, go ahead and put salt there as well. So if we have a multiple um, level home, like a two level home or whatever, um, and maybe just, you're looking at the basement, do you want yeah, an each level? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep. But you will notice a lot of times when there's an area of your house that nobody wants to be in, there might be a ley line there, there might be... Um, a what line? A, a ley line. It's like a break in the earth underneath your house that's emitting radon or electromagnetic energy or something. Hmm. And then my ear just went weird. What were we just talking about? It's a sign of something. Well, we're talking about bad energy places in our house. Yeah, it's just like my ear got weird all of a sudden. Just, so and, and that's how I can how I pick up on stuff. But it could be ley lines. It could be water breaks underneath your house. It could be sewer breaks. It can be electromagnetic energy coming at that at that part of the house. It can also be entities like ghosts that are 
just kind of laying around in that room. Um, but there's things when you walk in, you'll know. It's just like people just I where my office is right now, this room, nobody would come in. And I had just moved into this house and this was originally going to be my mother's bedroom. And she passed away just before I moved in here. And so it's like it, even though she'd never been here, it held that essence of her energy for my family. And I really had to come in and it was, it was like, it wasn't her ghost, but it was like the energy of her, if that makes sense. Like we all have an energy when we leave the room, people remember us or forget us or we leave a perfume smell or something. And so her essence was in this room. And so I had to come in, change the whole focus of the room, got rid of the bed, set my office up, uh, set different things in here feng shui wise. And it's been just the last couple of years that I find myself wanting to be in this room. Okay, so let me ask you then. So something, if we have like an electromagnetic field coming from the earth, or that's one thing, that's like, I'll just call it, for lack of a better term, like an assault on the space. It's sort of more physical in nature, right? Right. You know, water's running underneath, things like that, sewer lines. But then in your instance, you're talking about past energy that's lingering. This is now, I'll just categorize it as not physical, right? Right. Now, you could say that maybe they both are. I'm not going to take issue with that, but trying to get them in two categories. So No, you're you're absolutely correct. It's, It's physical or metaphysical. Okay, so using feng shui... We got about uh, we got about three minutes left here. So using feng shui, it seems like you can a maybe need something ongoing to counteract in something like if electrical magnetic because that may not be going away. But then there's also a way to then maybe permanently cleanse as well. So what's sort of the process if you've got something that you don't like in each of those categories? Okay, um, okay. In the physical, like the ley lines or um, uh, electromagnetic, there are little resonators that you can buy and they're online just google in um electromagnetic resonators i believe is what they're called okay and they will come up and they help to distort and balance that energy and you you literally put those around your house i have a power line just right off you know that way so resonators i have them all at my house okay but then for things that sort of like need to be cleansed, which is my word. Okay. Like for pre- and then going back then to the metaphysical, you um, can spray the room every day with a frankincense and orange oil, mm. like a spray. Put some orange oil in a bottle and spray it. Or you can take sage and clear it. Open your windows and clear it and literally bring in a new energy. And then you can, again, set the salt around but the thing to get rid of entity energy is lights and warmth. And that's why entity energy lives in basements because it's dark and cold. And so you just light it up. You light it up, you get it warm, you open the windows, you sage it. Um, then you can burn um, incense, you know, through, you know, the Buddha booth burns a lot of incense. You can burn a saffron, um, uh, nakchama, anything like that. And it's just something to start shifting that energy. And pretty soon, you'll just walk in and it's shifted. Sometimes it won't shift right away. Other times, it'll shift instantly. All right. So, Mary Shirtliff, I really hope we get a chance to speak again. Before we go, 
because people can uh, look you up and you can help them. Just like you were helping me. This is very fascinating. I enjoyed it immensely, you know, talking about what we did today. So tell everybody (laughs) where they can find you if they want to engage you. Okay. um, On Mary, it's my website is maryshirtliff.com. And Ross, I want to show this book. Um, It's this book right here that people can get to prepare for the New Year's. Ask the animals and they shall teach thee. Yeah, ask the animals and they shall teach thee. Okay. And it talks about what we were just talking about, the different animal influences, what their um, characteristics are, who they intermingle with, how they um, they can flow. And then it also tells you what to do to prepare for the new year to walk in it with good shoes and a good wallet. I love it. Mary, thank you so much. I welcome back to our show at any given time. Mary Shirtliff, you can find her at maryshirtliff.com, S-H-U-R-T-L-E-F-F, maryshirtliff.com. Thank you so much for being here, and thank you all for tuning in today. I'm Ross Morasso. Until next time. Bye, Mary. Thank you. Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm Jason Derulo. I love that music connects to people all over the country, but unfortunately, so does something else. Childhood hunger. 15 million kids struggle with hunger right here in America. And yet, every year, billions of pounds of surplus food in the U.S. go to waste instead of going to the children in need. Feeding America is working to change this. The Feeding America nationwide network of food banks rescues this surplus of food to help provide meals to families in virtually every community in the United States, including yours. But they just can't do this alone. Join me in the fight against hunger in America. For more information on what you can do to get involved, visit feedingamerica.org. That's feedingamerica.org. Together we can solve hunger. Together, we're Feeding America. A message from Feeding America and the Ad Council.